welcome back to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. Hi, Becky. You're supposed to say, and I'm Leah. And I'm Leah. Sorry, we'll figure it out. It's maybe in the new year, we'll like get, we'll nab the intro. It took us a long time for that outro. It did. Oh my gosh. Like, okay. Anyway, I'm anyway. so excited. This For this episode, we are talking to author Krista Sandor. I'm so excited. She's actually a new to me author in 2021. Um, I'm slightly obsessed with her new nanny series. So um, everybody that has been listening to me gab on and on about the nanny love match series, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I did read some other books this week. So, <laughs> um, so I'm not totally obsessed, but I am. Uh, Krista, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's just, it's an honor to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you. Um, okay, Leah, read us Krista's bio, and then we can get into our discussion. USA Today and best-selling author, USA Today best-selling author Krista Sandor writes steamy contemporary romance with toe-curlingly hot heroes and heroines you'll want as your best friends. And this is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. So true. My husband hates toe curlingly hot. Like he sees that he's like, I hate that word, but I love no, it. It works. It works. It's um, yeah. I well, and so we actually um your episode drops on December 5th, okay. but uh, the Tuesday before we do want we're doing one of our quick shot episodes, which is our review episodes um of your Christmas book. Not your Not average, your vixen. average vixen. Oh. And I swear to God, I am obsessed with Bridget. And Sorry. Birdie and Scooter. Yes, Birdie and Scooter. And Scooter. Um, I want her to be my best friend. Because I actually... So Becky, <laughs> Becky texted me. She's like, I woke Mike up. I was laughing so hard. Oh, where, what? Was she, was she, was that the part where she was like stuffing the funnel cake? When she hugs the funnel cake? Like she hugs it and then just like starts mowing on it. <laughs> the gummy bears. Oh my gosh. Anyway, everybody should listen to that quick shot episode. It was, it'll be two episodes before this one. So, um, so let's get to know you a little bit, Krista. Cause like I said, you're a new to me author, but Leah has, I, I think- have read I've almost the, I, the own the eight like series is the only okay. one of your books I haven't read yet, but I have it. It's on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Oh my gosh. So Thank we're like, you. we're nerdy fangirls, really, honestly. Oh, no, it does my heart so good. I mean, I'm just, it's so interesting because, so do you want me to tell you how this all started? Yes. Yeah, so I, tell us never, why romance? I never um, thought I would be doing this. I like went to school. I, have a master's in early childhood special education. I was a teacher and then I was a mom. And then in um, 2015, I had a migraine and an aura that didn't go away. And I went to my neurologist and I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. And uh, she's like, well, let's put you in an MRI. And it was the last MRI on a Friday. And I remember I was in there and I've had a few MRIs because I've had migraines. And they did, they kind of ran the scan. And then the tech came and he said, um, the doctor actually wants to do some more with contrast. And so I'm like, this might be something. So they run some more tests and there's nobody there at the MRI place by now. And they're like, oh, you should talk to this doctor on call. And I'm just standing there, a text looking at me. He's like, have you heard of multiple sclerosis? And I was, I mean, just not even ready for that. So 
that was July of 2015. And I got home and my husband, you know, was like, we're, we're going to figure this out. And I called my really good friend, John. I'm like, you won't believe this. I don't even know anything about this disease, but they think I have it. Um, and she was like, okay, I'm going to send you something. And she sent me the audio book of Man Whore by Katie Evans. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a great story. But like when you've been like diagnosed with like a, a disease that has no cure and your friend sends you like a book called Man Whore. So I'm like, what, what is she doing? She's like, this is exactly what you need. Just listen to it. Just listen to this book. It was exactly what I needed. That yeah. series put me through like all the MRIs to, you know, then I finally got the diagnosis. And, but I still wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. I really wasn't okay for a year because I didn't know what so the future process. Was. Yeah. Right. Um, and my kids were small at the time. It was just scary. And so I just stuck with romance because I knew everyone would be okay. And this was, you know, sometimes two books a day, always audio. I don't even know what happened to my children for that year. They're okay now, but I just, I had to immerse myself. Um, I found, I don't know if you know, Pamela Clare, she mm -hmm. writes like the I team series, mm -hmm. um, Kate Canterbury and the Walshes. You know, I Filthy love the Walshes. Right. I, I would lay in MRIs and I would think about like all the Walsh. I would think about the, all these characters. I mean, they mm -hmm. truly were my friends. I mean, they just, it was something that my brain could hold on to that wasn't MS or it wasn't, what if, you know, I have a disability or, you know, what will my husband do? You know, all those, like the real life, scary stuff that there are no answers to. So that's what romance saved me. So I always say romance saved me. And my friend Dawn sending me that book was like a godsend. That's a great series. That's a naughty series. There's a lot of sexy bits in that series. Believe it, like going from being like an Oprah book club kind of yes. mom to man whore. Um, it's a but big, it was, big job it was, there. I mean, it was really great. And what's really nice is I actually wrote Katie Evans a letter a long time ago when I was writing my first series. And she was super nice. She wrote back. And um, I don't know. It, it's yeah. amazing you kind of don't think you can reach out to authors and then you become an author and you're like, everyone, please reach out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. Um, but yeah, so that's how I started. Um, so it was a year of being really immersed in these books and in this world. And then after a year when I was on a treatment and it was working and I wasn't having progression of my, my MS, um, my husband and I, we go up to the mountains. I live in uh, Denver. We go up to the mountains for 4th of July and I'm like, I think I'm going to do this. Like I have a minor in English. I like told my parents, I'm like, guess who's using their minor in English? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, and that's, that's what I did. And I kind of, I started with books that were heavier with mm -hmm. Langley Park. Langley yeah. Park is a pretty heavy. Um, it series. is. Yeah. There's, no, there's not a whole, like my husband likes to say, like I worked, I worked out all my demons in Langley Park. And then um, after Langley Park, I was ready for something lighter. Mm -hmm. And that's when like the Bergen brothers uh, started. And that was just kind of what my heart needed at the time. Um, and then it, it's just bloomed from there. And I'm, I should be finishing my 18th book this week. Knock on that's wood. so exciting. You know, people don't realize the power romance has, you know, and how it is there for you 
Um, I've always been a romance reader. I've been reading romance since I was 14. Lee and I both started young <laughs> in the romance we world. Did. Um, but, you know, it wasn't my diagnosis, but my son's diagnosis that um, I went stuck in the hospital for hours, yeah. you know, because you're hospitalized and whatever. I would read romance. And actually, it was his diagnosis and a long-term hospitalization that caused me to buy my first e-reader. Because you can't carry 70 paperbacks with right. you, right. you know, because it was early days. So I, you know, I got a nook in 2010 and, um, and people just don't realize there is so much power in romance. It yeah. has a escapism and a healing property. I mean, absolutely. And I think that's what, anytime I, I hear someone bashing romance, I know they've never read it. Yeah. You know, for the, for the most part, or if, if, you know, if people say, oh, do you write naughty books? I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of transformation. I mean, these people have a hole in their heart and by the end they found what fixed it. I mean, there's, I don't know how you could knock on that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and you, you, when you write these stories for the reader, we get not just hopes, like, yes, there is someone for everyone, but you can see that you can grow. You don't have to be stuck where you are, that, you know, there is forward movement in your life, no matter where you are in your life. Um, and I just, people just need to read it. Shut up and just read romance. I agree. Shut up and read it. That should be a bumper sticker. That could should be. be. Tagline. We should make that. New sticker, Leah. <laughs> Let me write that down. Because we need more stickers. We um, do. So do you have a type of book that's a comfort read for you? Like, do you still read romance or do you find that now that you write it, you kind of steer towards other things? Yeah, it's so, it's interesting you say that because now that I'm writing, it's, it's something, I read a lot of Tana French. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Tana mm -hmm. French, Tana, the Dublin murder squad. I mean, not romance at no. all. If, if that, if you kind of want like a little, if you want to like inject a little bit of sort of like crime fiction in, she's a master mm -hmm. of it. But so I read a lot of that and I read a lot of um, like Brene Brown and craft okay. books. It's, it sort of has to, I can't read someone else's romance and write my own. Yeah. I just, I've tried to do that. Um, you know, like if I have a friend and they want me to read something to do like a, a quote for them or I, I'll make time. Yeah. And, and read that book. But um, no, for me, it's sort of about craft books and more delving into like the emotional aspects. Cause I really think that's what sort of drives characters is sort of that healing process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's where, that's where I've been reading the last couple of years. <laughs> Romance is demanding. People want these books. Well, we did, do. You write, did I write something I on, okay, I, I, wrote, I commented somewhere and she's like, shouldn't you be writing a book? And I'm like, she's right. I should be. <laughs> he is notorious for wanting a book like three months before it's finished. So I'm terrible at that. Like I read this series of books and it was like five brothers and the fifth brother does not have a book yet. And oh. this was like back in August. So I messaged the author and I was like, hey, I really love this story. When are we getting this brother's story? And she's like, oh, it's not even written yet. I'm like, well, that's okay. It's only Tuesday. Um, do you think you can have it by Friday? And she's like, like what, what, 5K a day, 50,000 words. <laughs> she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, just so you know, I'd like it. 
<laughs> I get it. When I was re- so my friend Don and I read the Crossfire series together, mm-hmm. but we did not realize that the fifth same thing, fifth book wasn't out. Yeah. And I think Gideon and Ava, Gideon and Ava. Anyways, it's where she's they're gonna go meet. She's gonna go get like a croissant or something. And for like a year, Don and I are like, is she still eating that croissant? Did she get that croissant? Is she still waiting for it? Are they get? I mean. Uh, and this was before I even knew I wanted to write. So I totally understand that because you're so invested. You you get very invested in the characters and then sometimes you don't get the book that you want. Yes, right. I mean, that's the other hard thing is then you start like, you know. Mm -hmm. I really have the, I don't get the book I want. Mine is just, it wasn't until I became friendly with an author. She's actually in Pittsburgh and she writes women's fiction, cozy mystery kind of, um romance and the fifth book in her sister series came out and I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited I read it and this is years ago like five six years ago I read it the day it came out showed up on my nook and I read it and and then I emailed her and I was like oh my gosh I loved this story it was so great it ended just the way I wanted it to I love Nora and Mick I can't wait um to see what you're gonna do next in this world and she's like that took me 18 months to write. And I was like, oh. I was like, but I really liked it. And I read fast. <laughs> like, I never meant to be, like, crushing her. You know, right. I was so excited. I bought the book and I loved it and I read it. And, like, well, I ignored my children and husband. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm notorious for that. Like, I'll get an arc of, like, your nanny book. I think I got the um the nanny and the hothead and it showed up on my kindle i want to say like at four o'clock in the afternoon i stayed up i think i stayed up that whole night just reading was that one of your 3 a.m ones that was one of my 3 a.m's and i was like i love this book and it took everything i had to not be like okay can i have the next story (laughs) and they're so long like i have to tell you so like the nanny books came about so we um sky warren runs sort of like this author workshop called romance author mastermind mm-hmm. so last year we just got done with it this year but last year theodora taylor did a whole workshop on something called universal fantasies like s- sort of like like um uh 16 candles like like the most popular guy wants you like these things that just sort of like kind of get us all she calls it all buttery like it's us all like buttery delicious and so after i watched or I watched Theodora and then she has a book and I read her book and I was talking to my, my friend, um, Sarah, as he rose. And I was like, what do I really love? And I'm like, oh, I like the kids and I like sort of the power dynamic. And I like, so, and so it all just came together on a phone call. And I'm like, there can be a nerd and there can be a staff. And she was like, um, you know, I gotta go, like I got things to do. I'm like an athlete, like that, you know? But, um, and I just I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put everything I, I love, I love kids. I love that really hot mess gal at the beginning who just mm-hmm. can't, like, it just can't get any worse for her. Um, that, op- that opening meet cute in the nanny and the hothead when she's like in the drowned mermaid costume, walking into the bar and then drinks those, like pounds the margaritas. Those, that's a real thing in Denver. <laughs> That's a real thing in Denver that I did not, there's a place called the Rio. And this is a long time ago before I was a mom and a wife. And I did not know that you were only supposed to drink like two of these. So we were there 
and I was with a friend. And so we had our drinks and then we met people and had, there's like a bachelor party. So like four drinks in we're with the bachelor party. And then our waiter is going to be a mechanic and my car needs to, I mean, I was obliterated by the end of that That's night. So not, funny. not on purpose. Not so, so anyways, I'm like, that's what we're doing to Charlotte. We're just gonna, and we, there's enough little seeds where she should know a little bit better, but um, yeah. She's a hot mess. She, but she's a, like a wonderful hot mess though. She is. But I honestly, tell, I think my favorite part of that whole book is the fact that they constantly are talking about her throwing the salad at him. And he's like, <laughs> like, she gets mad at him. Like at one point later in the book, he's like, well, it's a good thing. She doesn't have a salad in her hand or something like that. And it's just like the that's such a recurring theme throughout the whole book. Cause she's, she's like, pelts a, him with this salad. She's such a nice, like nice, sweet, like kind of, I don't know. And then, oh my gosh. Um, I have to tell you like with that book, I don't want to ruin it, but, um, how it ended was not how I had planned it to end. I did not know there was going to be a second sandwich in that book until I was taking a walk and I was kind of playing. So I play the scenes through my head um, as I walk. And sometimes I even like type dialogue as I'm sort of walking around the, the um, playground in our neighborhood. So I'm probably like the crazy lady that just walks and walks. Um, but I just kept thinking about how she's always looking for her Mr. Cheesy forever. Mm -hmm. And then it just like hit me. I'm like, there can be more to that than just, yeah. And so, and so that's when I, then I ran home and I can only run so fast because I'm like an older lady that's had two babies. So like, you know, it's sort of like a, like cross your legs and, and run home. It's more and of a gallop type. It is, it's more of a like, da -da, da -da. you know, I can't, can't jiggle too much, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. And so, and, and that, you know, that's when I knew I'm like, it's not, he's, he's not just going to be at the airport. This is going to be way bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and that's when I told my husband, I'm like, we're not going to see each other for two weeks. This is way bigger. You know, my poor, my poor family is like, all right, bye-bye. Bye, mom. <laughs> see you later. Um, I, I tell everybody that this series is like the movie Enchanted because it's, it's Disney. It's very Disney-esque, but yeah. it is, um, but it is super spicy, sexy Enchanted. So like, yeah. if you really wanted that movie to be just a little bit more, Right. These are the books you should read. And oh, it made me that. it made me so mad because we we do our love and lyrics on Thursdays and you were um you were my favorite read of October, which was my prompt for our love and lyrics, and I paired it to the song um Hear the Bells from uh Hairspray because I'm a we're a huge Broadway family. And but I really wanted the how will she know that you love her song from enchanted that was the song i really wanted but it wasn't on instagram so anyway. stupid instagram stupid instagram that is my theme song when that whenever i read your books i'm like that's the song that i need to listen to <laughs> I, got, I, got the, I have to put that on my playlist because i have different um playlists for different books but strange like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why like i'm well, listening i go on I would say Nanny and the Hothead, like some Foo Fighters needs to be in there too. Cause, mm -hmm. cause he's kind of that, you know, like angsty, angry white guy. <laughs> he is like an angry. <laughs> he, he totally is. He can cook. So, so yeah. I mean, he's so he, Hothead. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so let's give a little love to your other series too, because I read Farm to Mabel. Oh, and and Horn of Plenty. <laughs> yes, I read those. Um, but let's talk. Okay, so you have Langley Park, which you said is you're a little bit more emotional, less rom com. Right. So I not a lot of rom com there. No, there's no like none. No rom com. There's a little bit like I'd say like more a dash of suspense. Like there's a little bit of danger Mm -hmm. in Langley Park. There's a little bit of danger in Langley Park. And then the Bergen brothers, and that there's no danger in the Bergen Mm -hmm. brothers. That's pretty much straight contemporary rom com. Um, what happens there's like, some heavy moments in those there books, are though. there are some heavy mo- I kind of accidentally do that in all my books it works though it really works it's gonna be so I'm like it's gonna be light you know and then I'm like oh but we have to ruin him somehow <laughs> <laughs> but those books those Bergen books were so fun because um the school Whitmore mm-hmm. was the school so I had all when I was a teacher I had always taught um inner city so I never really taught a kind of a, a ritzy do school. And then I got hired at a ritzy do school and it was, it was night, literally night and day, like wonderful, wonderful families, wonderful kids, but um, just a different dynamic. So I took that school and that's where I put Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just kind of went from there, but it was, so when I taught at this school, I actually, they actually did pair us with um people from the community to come in and like kind of do this little program i was teaching first grade at the time and the the person they paired me with was like in the media in denver but i think he had been like arrested for buying drugs or something and then that sort of went away and i remember i was like this is who they're giving me like they're giving me like I'm a first grade teacher. This guy <laughs> turned out to be like a really nice guy. I'm not 100% sure, but it was just, a, it was a strange situation. And I'm like, what if I would have fallen in love with this douchebag? <laughs> like, let me write a book about it. <laughs> so that's where Manfest, that's where that whole, and then just, and I always, I love books with brothers and mm-hmm. families. I mean, you know, family, families are even sort of like, like in the nanny books, like kind of those self-made families. Yeah. The found family. Yeah. Yes. I love that. So that's where, so then I went to Bergen. So we started Langley and then Bergen and then only eights. So this was the first series I wrote with like one couple that goes all the way through it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's the standalone, was it kiss keeper? Kiss keeper. Mm -hmm. Yes. Love that book. Um, wrecked every like everyone I went to summer camp was with you ruined summer camp for me <laughs> and they're like were you having sex at summer camp I'm like I was not having sex at summer camp but it's romance so and they're adults it's not <laughs> like I can do what I want I can right? do what you want so then it was so let me think then farm to Mabel mm-hmm. those two books um, and then that's when Vixen came and then now the new stuff I'm um, sure that order or maybe i love not your average vixen that book it's funny because becky is not a huge fan of the holidays i'm not she's been on this holiday romance kick and i was like you should read this one it's good and i'm very picky about holiday romances because it has to be truly holiday centered like if you're going to call it a christmas romance it needs to be a christmas romance so we actually did an episode in july where we put five or six six books to the six die hard Christmas, Christmas romance test. to the die hard Christmas test. Like yes, 
is it a Christmas movie or is it not? And you don't have to give us your opinion. Leah <laughs> will tell you hers anyway. <laughs> um, but do these romance books pass the diehard Christmas test? And so um, everybody will have to listen to the quick shot. But let's just say that not your average vixen is okay. Yay! <laughs> Sweet <laughs> town of santa's christmas wedding no it is hard because sometimes you're right sometimes it's it's just happening like it might be mm -hmm. christmas but you could have taken the whole plot and put it in the summertime or yeah, in the fourth of july yeah could have been the fourth of july it could have been a vacation could have um, been a birthday could have been, been valentine's anything. day with a blizzard you know mm -hmm. like it still snows right. in january and march right. um so Yes. Um, and so you have your current series, uh, The Nanny Love Match, and Leah and I have all sorts of thoughts that okay. we do not want you to uh, spoil it for us. Okay. But we do think that a certain someone might have been a former kindergarten teacher um, for the girls. Oh, um, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but don't spoil there's it. So there's something going on. I mean, there's I magic there. There is there magic, is magic there. there. I love that. I love the fairy godmother. I love mm -hmm. that, like that sort of elder person coming in or, or the, they, they were rooting for you all along person, mm -hmm. yeah. you, you know, or, or this is what was when you thought no one had your back. We did like that, that for me and Vixen, that's what it was like for Soren. Yeah. Just the fact that all the, they had like really the judge, he, like yeah. he was there for him. Yeah. They had yeah. Put, was it someone wrote me an email and asked if the judge and Vixen was the same judge for Mitch and Hothead? Oh, it should have been. I'm like, what? Oh, well, I mean, that is one thing I noticed with this Nanny Love Match series. You like, intertwine like all of your other series and I mean people that haven't read you before they wouldn't notice it because you do it in such a way like you don't have to read the other series because like there's little sprinkles because like they're at the school like they're at Whitmore with Abby and yeah. so like but the brothers show up and Cal sh Cal and Mabel show up in the epilogue yes so it's like yeah. yeah but you kind of like trickle in all your like past characters and I love that I do. I, I love that so much when that happens in books, like when anybody does like a crossover or mm -hmm. I love it. It's like old friends coming over. It's like driving through your old neighborhood and you're like, Oh, that's where she, Oh, remember we used to do mm -hmm. like, I love, I love, I love, love, love. So. Well, and you kind of have, and the magic's a little different in each of the, so we have two of the books. It's, is it going to be a four book series? It's going to be four, but it's going to go beyond. I think we're going to do the kids. I think we okay. might do some next gen with the kids. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So you don't have to be, yeah. you have to be a hundred percent sure. We just, yeah. but we know we're going to get the four main girls. Um, yeah. I like nanny and the nerd. I really loved that book. Now I do think, um, I loved the mom and the housekeeper in that oh, book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were fantastic and so, so and then i the um what was the little girl's name in that book um phoebe phoebe, phoebe. Hot dogs. Yeah. so is it hard for you to because phoebe's a pretty dynamic character but it's yeah. not her story 
So is it hard for you when you write like a nanny romance or a single parent kind of romance like that to not have this smaller side character that overshadows everybody else? Like, do you find that a challenge for you? Not so much. It's more of just a balance. And I mean, honestly, teaching for so many years is was such a gift and kind of pulling different traits from different kids that just have stuck. I mean, a lot of my students are in their early twenties now. So, I mean, these people are adults now mm-hmm. that, that I had taught, but that's just something that I personally love in books. I love that sassy little girl or that sweet little boy. Like I, I like those. Kids. Well, I, I feel like all your girls that you write, they're all a little bit sassy. They are. I love, I love. All Cause that. even in your Langley park, your book one, like, Oh, she's a, she's, something she's, else too. she's a little sass pot too. Yeah, she is. She is. And yeah, no, it was funny because with that book, like I, I start, you know, they're like, write what you know. I'm like, I'll do a teacher. And an architect, because that's what my, my husband was an architect, but now he's in tech. So I'm like, so, you know, anything I need, I can just, you know, mm-hmm. pull um, from there. But I do, I love, I love the kids and stuff. I just, I kind of like how they're kind of like the great equalizer, mm-hmm. especially when you get that, the grumpy character or the gruff character, kids just don't care. Yeah. They well, really- but I, I have found with your books though, like you do have the that nice balance. Cause there I've read nanny books where the book is very, very good, but the kid isn't present quite enough. Sure. And then I've read them where they're really good, but there's almost like too much kid. But I feel like with you, like there's this nice balance that I get. And we've read them too, Leah, that like it's a nanny romance and you get lots of on-page time with the nanny and the children mm-hmm. or the children and the single parent, but then there but isn't this couple- with- Like the couple together, your nanny books have a really great balance to them. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's an appropriate amount of everybody. And I don't feel like, you know, you, you feel that these relationships are absolutely happening. They're very strong. And Rowan, like, seriously, could anyone be grumpier or fight against falling in love as much as he did like yeah dude what is wrong with you just accept it um but he made up for it he, he came did. back big he did um he, he does come back big because we we don't always get that where like they they're grumpy and he they don't himself. make that they don't make that that big step but he definitely does well, and i like i like to be with the characters when they're happy because mm. sometimes it's just too, for me, I mean, there has to be the push and the pull. Like that's the crux of it, right? Like we're getting close to each other or maybe we pull back. We're getting close to each other. But I do like, a, I love that kind of that moment where they're kind of fixing it wrong, but everything, mm-hmm. it, you know, they're very much like feeling like this is it, feeling like this is it. And I like those, like, I like those moments in books. I want to be there with them. I mean, I know event, I know, you know, it's all going to tank because they haven't addressed what is the hole in their heart. But um, I like being there and I like having the kids there. Mm-hmm. That's what it was so interesting in Hothead because I just did not expect Hothead to be as long as it was. But it just, it, it didn't it have to long. be that long. It didn't but feel I'm long. I'm glad it didn't. Because I mean, like, like look at <laughs> She keeps saying it's so long and I'm like, 
I didn't think it was long enough. Oh, this is Vixen, which I thought was too, I was scared. Vixen was too long, but then that's hothead. I mean, yeah, but, but nerd's pretty girthy too. I know they're so girthy. But there's, but honestly, like they don't feel long at all. That's good. Like not at all. I don't. Yeah. That's my biggest. Right. Cause you want it to feel balanced, right? Like, because like, I love like Diana Gabaldon books. Do you read the outlander books? I've read them. I haven't read currently. Yeah. I mean, those are long, but they feel right. balanced. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so it's not like you're I mean, diving into a Lord of the Rings book that is never ending. Right. I couldn't imagine, but I mean, um, yeah. I read the stupid game of Thrones books. So seriously, it's fine. <laughs> I've, I've read some of those too when it's like you know 80 hours of audiobook <laughs> you're That's, like what? I could not I do that yeah anyway. that would be that would be yeah but no so that was my worry but at the same time I told myself I was going to put everything I loved into these books pull every like universal fantasy that makes my heart sing and put it into these books. And then it was interesting because um, there's a, a woman, she's a writer, but she's also a professor. Her name is Jennifer Barnes. I don't know if you she writes young adult, but she also does these um, talks for authors and she studies like fandom and writing. And she had this program called writing for your id, like search inside yourself. Mm-hmm. And what do you love in books? And so little things could be li- like she was saying like, she likes people eating ice cream, you know, that walk when they're like, they've got their ice cream and like, you know, it's night and maybe there are some like lights in the pavilion and they're eating their ice cream. You kind of find these moments that kind of make your heart sing. Mm-hmm. And then you infuse them into your stories. So I think sometimes we get so like, okay, well, I need to get, you know, I need to have, you know, 10,000 words done three days that, you know, and it doesn't have to be like that. It can, be like, oh, what buttery scene am I writing today? Um, There is a happiness to your books. And and I think that that comes off in how the pacing and the reading of the book goes, because I noticed that with Farm to Mabel, even there's like this overall just happiness. Like, I don't I I know that's not the right word. And, you know, words are hard for me at times, but (laughs) there just is something about them that it gives off this just joy. So I well, think they're really organic. And I think that's yeah. the thing. Like they just flow organically. Like there's nothing, like, I don't feel like there's anything in your book that is forced in there. Like you don't put a scene into a book because you think it should be there. Like it, it naturally flows through yeah. each scene, like organically. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like you don't have unnecessary stuff in there. And I think if you took some of that stuff out, then the book wouldn't read as well as it does. Yeah. I, you know, I put my grandma Sandor into every book. So anytime there, and she was like, she was a Harlequin fan. Like, you remember the old like seventies and eighties with like the couple, mm-hmm. She, I mean, like bookshelves and bookshelves of the naughty. red cover and the box. Yes. I mean, just, and I like, I would like get a book and like, like go through it and try and find the naughtiest parts. And, but so she, but she just, she loved books. She loved romance and she just had the best heart I feel like everybody needs a grandma Sandor in their life you know and it's not always a woman you know sometimes well like in um in the farm to Mabel the the three sisters are my grandma and her two sisters but I just I just feel like everybody 
Well, and then you have Louise and her husband in Nanny and the Hothead because they yeah. are just, I mean, I don't know, that book. Gosh. Anyway, um, I should stop gushing about it. Leah's like, we have heard. We've heard. No, um, but but that is the nature of a good book that like months later, we are still talking about it. Yeah. We are. Well, we it's like the, the Walsh, the, hey, Canterbury's Walsh, let me tell you, mm -hmm. I was at, um, I was at like a, a workshop thing and Kate Canterbury was there. You it totally like fangirl, didn't you? So for like three, no, it was like a three day thing. And so for the first two days, I would just be up there. She, she walked, by, she walked, by, she's getting a salad, you know, like I would like see, and my friends like, please just go talk to her. And on the very last day I did, I told her her books made all the difference for me because they were the books, they were the books through all the MRIs mm -hmm. yeah. and these still, and I would think about them. I think about those characters the whole time I was like laying in there and it, it made it okay. You know, it, awesome. so anyways, yeah. So I think I cried a little, um, but she was very gracious. <laughs> it's always nice when an author is like, oh, thank you for emailing. Thank you for telling me how much you love my books. Like as a reader, I didn't realize that authors really do want that feedback. Um, and they, some of them crave it until I actually started working in publishing. And they were like, yeah, you should always reach out to authors, you know, that you want to tell them that you love their books. And that's been part of the magic of this podcast is that um, Lee and I do get to talk with the authors we love because we pick and choose what the episode, who's going to be on the episode. So it's yeah. like, who are you fangirling over this week, Leah? Oh, well, this person. Okay, let's do an episode. Let's talk that. to them. I love it. I mean, why not be joyful? You know, right. like that, that was sort of like a decision that I made a year after my diagnosis. Cause we, I mean, it was, so, it was a crazy time. I was diagnosed with MS and then my youngest was diagnosed on the spectrum. I mean, it was just, it was a lot in a mm -hmm. year and kind of after we made it through that year, that was sort of the epiphany. Like why not choose joy? There is so yeah. much joy in these books. There is so much, you know, there's so many good things in this world. So, you know, I guess that's so I have to ask because um, mm -hmm. so I live in a house of gamers and tech people. So yeah. are you or your husband the gamer? Oh, because my boys. Yeah. And boys. my husband. All my, my Yeah. Nanny and the nerd, like I tend to pick those kinds of things apart because I like live in that world where you know. I should have got most of it right. Did I get stuff wrong? No, mm -mm, nothing. Okay. Like at all, like, cause I had to ask a couple terms. I was like, what is this? And my boy child was like, that's what that is, mom. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. Um, so you totally, nothing was wrong, but I knew that you had to have some kind of gamer my in your house. Old. Yeah, no, my 14 year old saved that book for me because I needed the way that I plan out a book, I'm not really a, a pantser. Like I have the, the framework, but so many things change. I want to give myself the opportunity if we're going to go here, if we're going to go there. So I knew sort of what needed to happen to finish the book. And I knew how she kind of had to sort of her fault is what saves the day kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so my, my oldest and I, we went, like he walked with me, the circles, the crazy lady circles. And I'm like, I, I need, I need something to seem totally lost. And then he's the one who told me about this happened on one of the Toy Story movies, I guess, is that they thought they had lost 
a lot of it. And it turned out, you know, it was just what they thought was lost was on another computer. So it wasn't huh. lost. So I kept saying, I need, I need a way for this woman who barely knows a thing about gaming. He's like, you, I'm like, yes, <laughs> just save the, I, she has, you know, we, we need that symmetry. Um, and so we just talked it out. And honestly, that book, he'll never read it. He thinks the cover is ridiculous, but um, he's the, he's the one who helped me with everything in that book. That's so awesome. It yeah. Is. But he's mortified. Like if you ever met him, you'd be like, does your mom write romance? He's like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know who that lady is. She just lives in my house. I don't, um, I, I don't know a Krista Sandor. I don't, yeah. I don't know that person. Um, okay, Krista. So what is next for you? We, so I'm writing the nanny and the beefcake. Oh, um, it's going to be so good. Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't know if you can see me, but there have been tears. Uh, we just, we got to the, the black moment where it's kind of all falls apart. But this book, there is just so much in this book because you've got all the couples now. That's the other thing. You know, now you sort of know these couples and you mm -hmm. kind of want to connect yeah. with these couples. Um, and then teasing what's going to be. So and then the fourth book is the nanny and the heartthrob. So kind of putting those yeah. little breadcrumbs in. He's um, so funny. But I still love that. I love in the nanny and the hothead, how we still got reference to Rowan, like helping get the book off the shelf or no, it was the plumbing. Oh yeah. Like mm -hmm. all that, all the, the book on a high shelf. <laughs> like, I just love that Phoebe like mentioned schedule. that. She's like, it's Friday. This is what's like, happening. Are you fixing the sink? What's going on in there? Well, I know like the TMI, but I remember my, when my kids were smaller, they'd be like, oh, you were watching Game of Thrones, weren't you? And I was like, <laughs> like oh my gosh. And my husband's like, yeah. And so that's sort of. <laughs> yeah. There's a TikTok going around of like a poor little child that apparently hurt his parents. And he's like, don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. Like, and it's funny because of this podcast and because of the nature of my job and editing romance and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not super filtered in what I say. And I have a 16 year old, and 18 year old. So they hear it all. And I don't know, we were talking one night the other night and I said something really inappropriate about a penis or something. And my child looked at me and turned and walked the other way. <laughs> She's just Same like, thing. She's like, what is wrong with you? Why do you say inappropriate things? I'm like, it's just who I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I think we have such a, a comfort level with mm -hmm. romance and so much of it is like female empowerment, right? Like so right. much of it is, you know, and um, not everybody is like that. And I like, I sort of forget that um, in normal yeah. mom life, but yeah. Right. Everybody needs that friend, right? Well, it's funny because my 10 year old, the one day he's like, are you reading one of those books where they kiss a lot? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. So yeah, Leah had to institute too. a rule at her house though, that her child cannot read over her shoulder. Oh yeah. Well, cause my seven year old, she's, she's a very big reader mm -hmm. and like we, we will sit and read for hours like together but she had a tendency to stand at my shoulder and look at my screen, sure. which was all well and good until I realized she could actually read the words. Oh yeah. And the one day I was reading a not so appropriate book for her 
And I was like, I happened to like catch her behind me. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. <laughs> like, like you cannot read over my shoulder. Like, no, it is but not okay. But someday that's going to be her story for how she fell in love with romance, right? It could yeah. be. I was peeking over mom's shoulder and I read her words. Cause I yeah. mean, that's what started for me. It was the Harlequins like taking grandma Sanders Harlequins. I used to hijack my mom's Harlequins. And then it was VC Andrews at the library. Those are naughty. (laughs) Mine was Jude Devereaux. My mother always had them. She and Jude went to college together. And so I always had access to them. Yeah. And 13 and a half, 14, I read the conquest, which is a really like, it's very good. It's medieval. And it also deals with like, she's disguised as a boy and he's attracted to her as a boy. So it deals with some pretty heady stuff. And to read it now, you're kind of like, whoa, what was I yeah. reading? Well, I read the Heaven series, the VC Andrews Heaven. And I was like, wow, 13? I was reading that, but yeah. Different world. Mm-hmm. Different yeah. world, exactly. Krista, yeah. thank you so much for joining us for this uh, interview and talking to us. We appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. You guys are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited um, for the nanny and the meathead coming out in beefcake. Beefcake. The beefcake. I keep wanting to call him the meathead because of the hothead. So I'm probably going to get it wrong, Leah. You're just going to have to fix that. Anyway, that's new and different so for us. That's coming out late January, early February. Uh, 24th of February. 24th of February. Okay. So we will be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I adore her and I want to be her new best friend. Well, she said that we are her friends now, so we can claim it. Because I think that was off they... audio, so the listeners oh, didn't hear us. They so. did not hear it, but she said it. We, we are not stalkers. Of it, we're not. We're, not we're friends now, though, because right. when they say it, I can claim it. I really do need the nanny and the beefcake. I do need that book like tomorrow. That would be fantastic. No. But we have a couple more months. I know. It'll be okay. Okay, Leah. What's your book of the week? Book. My. <laughs> of. The. Week. I didn't. Anyway. Maybe. Maybe at the first of the year we'll have it. Maybe. Happy New Year to everybody. With you our echo. echo. <clears throat> so my book of the week is actually releasing on the it released November 30th. Um, it is Rushed by Aurora Rose Reynolds. It is book one of her new Adventures in Love series. And I adore her books and everything that she puts on a page. And this is a really good start to this new series. I just, it was really well written. And it was, it's not as intense as like her until series. Like he's alpha, but he's not like super alpha. Is it so more it's like, like a nice her blend. handyman? She had a series that were three friends. Yes. Like the fluked, fluffed. Baiting him one. Baiting him, catching him. him. Yeah. Yeah. It's more on par with that, like level of like character. Like they're still very possessive and still very alpha, but like not Mason. It's not the darkness. They're a little. It's not Mason level alpha. <laughs> okay. Um, that's on my TBR. So I'm excited to read that. It's very good. It is very good. Um, my book of the week is Dangerous Temptation by Gianna Darling. She has been an author on my TBR that mm-hmm. um, 
I've been wanting to check out and it's intimidating to start her, uh, her motorcycle club. I think they're mayhem or something like that. Fallen Um, men. Fallen men. There's so many of them. And I know that Mm -hmm. you really need to read them all to like in order together kind of thing. You can't just pick up. I think it's more of a case. Like you need to read them in order, but once you read them, you want to read all of them. Yeah. I just don't have the time to commit to that. So Dangerous Temptation is book one in the Dark Dream duet series. So it, the book does end on a cliffhanger. I know how you feel about cliffhangers. No, but um, you know, going into it, it's a cliffy. So like, yeah. it's not as bad because like there is like it's everywhere. Like this is a duet. Like this is book one. Like, you So know. I was so engrossed into this book that I actually didn't realize when the pop happened. Like I knew it happened. Um but I didn't take notice of what percentage into the book I was when it pops. And so that should right there tell you how well written this story is that Mm -hmm. I didn't. That you did not pause to look at the percentage. I didn't pause to look at the percentage for this book. Um, But this is a very dark taboo enemies to lovers age gap revenge story. The power of this book is the seduction of the reader into a world with shadows lurking in every corner Uh, Just waiting for the next misdeed. Um, This story consumes you and it quickly leaves you desperate for more. Like, I need book two now. I only have to wait a couple weeks, but. You do. It's not a huge wait. So It's not. I can handle that. Um, Okay. Those are our books of the week. Rushed and Dangerous Temptation. Yes. So there are three weeks left in the Clear Your TBR Challenge. Um, we are hosting a group discussion on December 9th, which is stirred by Charity Farrell. It is book one in the Twisted Fox series. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, on December 16th, we are discussing Not My Type by Evie Mitchell. And for details to join us, check out our website. Um, January's book club, we picked a theme. We did. And we will announce, so this episode drops December 5th. We announce the book on the afternoon of December 5th. So you guys um, can check out the website to see what book our Patreon members voted for. Um, But we do know it will be a mafia romance. This is our first mafia Mm -hmm. romance for Drunk Book Club. It's actually our first dark romance of any kind for Drunk Book Club. But if you're interested in joining us, you can find details on our website. We have room for everybody. Drunk Book Club is so much fun. Um, It's sometimes we have authors join us. So you get opportunities to ask questions about the story or to understand character development. But it's also a great way to just hang out with your friends um, and, you know, have a glass of water or a cocktail, whatever your choice is, and talk romance. So... And we don't talk just romance. We talk about everything in under the sun. So if we do, that's something that would sway you that we're just talking about one singular book the whole time. We don't. We talk about no. the book for about half hour. And an then hour we, just, we play a game. We do. Sometimes and they're inappropriate. Dirty, dirty Pictionary has been highly <laughs> requested to come back. So January, actually, we might just keep repeating it. If we get enough clues. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. It's highly Um, recommended and requested. 
We got to give the people what they want. And if they want Dirty Pictionary, they get Dirty Pictionary. But even though it's a virtual book club, it feels like a ladies' night. It is mm-hmm. meeting with your friends, hanging out, sharing what's going on in your world, um, with the center being our love of romance books and just wanting to support each other. So you get book recs, you find out about new authors um, that people are reading. So it's a good, it's the highlight of my week. I love when we have drunk book club. It's um, a good time. Did you know did that you we know? Did you know? Did you know? I knew. What did you know? I know that we partnered with the I Love HEA's Etsy shop to bring you Buzzing About Romance merch. So if you want to order one of the softest and most comfortable t-shirts possible, check out the shop. You can find the link to the Etsy shop on our website. They are so soft. They're so soft. And I think we're going to have some new styles and maybe retire a few others Mm -hmm. out um, in the coming weeks. So make sure you're checking it back often for, um, and new the shop has, well, and the shop has a lot of really cute stuff that they sell like under their name also, like not uh, just the buzzing about romance. So if there's, and they, they started making these really cute, like shelf blocks with yeah. reading sayings on them. So I really need one of the t-shirts that says you had me at like age gap. Hmm. I really need one no you sh- you need one that says something about kidnapping you have oh. kidnapping <laughs> kidnapping is my love language it really um, is so if you guys want to stay up to date with everything that we have happening with the podcast we have a once a month uh newsletter that we send out leah is in charge of it we share news upcoming events an introduction to some of our members of our hive which is what we call our um group of listeners and friends that we talk books and stuff you can sign up for the newsletter on our website uh we might be bumping it up to every other week again um just to get us through the first it kind of depends on what happens in the next couple weeks and then we'll go from there but yeah no no more than every other week you will only get it twice a month like yes just because newsletters newsletters are a lot of work (laughs) they are a lot of work and Nobody loves getting a ton of newsletters, so. Yeah, I unsubscribed to one today because there was like, I've gotten one or two a day for every day for the last two weeks mm. from the same person. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, thanks. So, do you have a topic you think that we should talk about? Do you have an author that you want us to talk to? We are always looking for new episode ideas and we would love to hear from you. So if you have an author that you really want to hear from, or you have a topic that you want us to round table with a bunch of like other people, let us know. Send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. And if you're an author listening to us right now, shoot us an email. Let us know mm-hmm. what books you've got coming out. Um, and we will go from there and see what we can do. Yeah. So, um, Oh, and I should mention that we do have happy hour this week. So if you're listening to this episode the week of December 5th, on December the 9th, we have happy hour with uh, Danica Flynn and celebrating her latest release, Accidentally in Love, Mm -hmm. which is part of her new brewery series that she's kicking off. Yep. And it's very good. So you can check out, you can find details on our website and um, our YouTube channel for that anyway words are getting hard words are getting hard it's getting late and then next up we 
are having the Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie back, and they will be taking over hosting dear hosting duties for a special corset and crown edition of the podcast. And they are talking with author Kerrigan Burns about writing outlaws as heroes. Yeah, she likes to have lots of crime in her books. <laughs> Do crime Nothing and fall in love. <laughs> so she writes and she writes historical. That's why Lady Sadie and, and Duchess Katie, Katie are going to chat with her. So uh, make sure you listen to that next time if you love historical romance. Anyway, uh, Leah, thank you. I don't know why I'm thanking you. Anyway, I don't know why you're thanking me, her, but thank you, um, Becky. <laughs> until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.